everybody. We're live from Facebook. Um, we're live from the Laugh Factory on Facebook. Hopefully, we're live from Facebook. Hi, everybody. We're live from the Laugh Factory. Uh, it's Maya and Heather here. Heather looks very serious because she's trying to figure out the Zoom before we get our wonderful guest, Rich Voss, in. It's been a hell of a week, folks. A hell of a week. We have Masab up in Harlem signing it. Are you in, in Harlem? I am. Masavia up in Harlem signing. We have we have Felicia Chappelle. Shine, you look adorable from Ohio. Looks like you've had plenty of Ohio time to be able to beautify yourself for the broadcast. Today <laughs> has been a very hard day for me in America. Yes, I've had a very, very hard day. I was, I was very depressed. Um, I wasn't so depressed that Trump came out of the office, out of the hospital so early, and, and he did his like little chariot ride. Because if we were in London, I bet you there'd be horses that pulled him around to throw chocolates at the people at the hospital. Now, I don't wish for anyone to not be well. I really, really, really swear that I don't. But the whole thing of now he's defeated COVID. Heather told me that people are calling it his Avita speech. Um, my... My Italian father is. <laughs> it was he called it the um, the Benito Trumpolini <laughs> balcony. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It was from the balcony. I like that Benito Trumpolini. And wow. <laughs> so now we're we have this guy who actually said a couple weeks ago that if you didn't have the right genes, that if you had the right genes, you weren't going to catch COVID and you're going to get well. So now apparently he has the right genes and friends of mine that I have lost um, apparently didn't have the right genes. Um, exactly. Disturbing. You know, and, and I, everybody's allowed to have their own political beliefs. I'm not trying to get into politics or anything, but I went on my church page and, you know, they're trying to act like, uh, you know, uh, on my church page was how wonderful he was that he's like resurrected himself like it was some Christly re resurrection. If you're a New Yorker, like, okay, look, Whatever you like that he passed or didn't pass, who's on the, 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 uh, the Supreme Court or not on the Supreme Court, the guy has a history of being just a straight-up jerk, okay? And if you're going to tell someone not yes. to ask and don't wear a mask and you're a moron and they're going to have these parties, you know what? My mother used to say uh, a hard head makes for a uh, soft COVID behind, and that's really what it <laughs> is. So this is, what, this is what happens. If you don't, like, fall on your face, when you do something stupid, that's how we grew up as kids. Remember, your mother would say, you better not ride that car, you better not ride that I like that saying, Maya, a hard head makes a COVID, a soft COVID ass. Yeah, you know, that's good. COVID. I like that. That's what went on. <laughs> and, here, and we're supposed to feel bad because these people who are like, I don't care, let them die. And now, and now, and he, now he wants to debate Biden, even if he has COVID. He wants to kill Biden. He told the whole White House that they're not supposed to have masks and nobody on the plane has a mask. And then he's going to go to all these parties knowing he's at risk for COVID without and, and doesn't really care. And now everyone's supposed to be shocked. They, uh, Christy Cream and the rest of them and Stephen Miller and all these guys are now coming down with COVID. And then that then I love the White House announcement lady, right? The White House of the one oh. Fox News who's two pounds at the block. They come down does her. Announcing that I have COVID. All right, press. So anyway, like that's, I mean, that's basically <laughs> set up for more people. More well, people. Well, the thing I, the, I, the thing I don't understand is there is no question that we are. Why would you still consider voting for Trump? You know, when they ask these questions to his uh, supporters, 
why do you still even think about it? What is it about this guy that you? Mo, I think you know, it needs to happen in all fairness, because I know there's some people who are Republicans that are on my page, you know, and I, and I want to respect them. Get, get Romney to run. Get someone else to run. I mean, like, can't, you can have like it's, can't you just run in a third party or like you can call them the Trumpsters, right? We have the Trumpsters and then we have, and then we can move over to the next group. Do you know what I mean? We could, oh. I agree. I, I, I'm, it's, not, it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's just this guy's mentality. It's oh, here we got our guest, everybody. Guest. Wow. Boy, what a pop in, huh, man? Hey, Rich. What's going on, kids? Hey, hey. I got, I got Heather McConnell here, and we have hey. Felicia Chappelle, and you know Masavia. Yes. How are you doing? Uh, what's that? How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I've been stuck for six months, but I, I made the best of it. You look you know, well-preserved. Uh, I gained about 10 pounds. I mean, my upper body's fucking dope. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, you know, I'm just saying, I got a gym in my basement. You still but, don't have the abs going, Rich? Nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do some work. I mean, I'm not disgusting by any sense, but I'm not as ripped. I was looking at pictures. I was ripped. I mean, I, look. It ain't that bad. But that's uh, it's not that bad. It's not bad, but my upper body, oh, Jesus. Let me tell you something. When I'm having sex, I think of my chest, and I come up with that. Oh, it's crazy how I fucking just shoot all over the place thinking about my upper body. Uh, Things we have to do to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but we bought a house, you know, before. The, we were living in a townhouse for 14 years, and now I have a house with an acre of property. So I've been doing, you know, when I wasn't, like in the beginning, there was no fucking work. So, you know, I'm doing yard work. I was planting trees. I was making landscaping videos for Instagram. You know, I, I, I wasn't getting those Andrew Schultz downloads or views, but I was getting, you know, uh, and you know, I was doing, I, I planted like 40 trees. Fucking deer are eating my trees. I'm like out of my mind. Uh, you know, and I'm getting some work going back to a little work. Now, I don't know how L.A. is, but New York, I mean, they're doing, you know, if someone will, if some, you know, will we'll put together a show in a fucking treehouse. I mean, they're doing, shows, <laughs> know. you know, the fucking. Have you stand. done any of those shows, Rich? The uh, shows at the uh, the stand? Well, I do this. Sometimes I'll go to the stand just to get out of the house and go. And, you know, you're standing in a doorway, a big, like, garage doorway. And the people are sitting in the street, you know, on the sidewalk, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, what, you know, I'll be, what am I doing next? A driveway somewhere, you know, you know you're and, you know, like, of course I would do your podcast because I've known you for fucking 4,000 years and I know Maya for 4,000 years, but I've done podcasts that I just did one going, why, who are you two? Why am I doing this? You know, who set this up and why am I doing this? Uh, you know, I thought it was the club I'm working this weekend set it up. But, you know, it's two white dudes talking about rap. I go, one, <laughs> talking, I, first of all, I'm too old to know about rap. Second of all, I'm too white. Uh, anyhow, you know, so I switched it up. You know, we'll talk about, you know, real music, you know, Whitney Houston and Elton John. But anyhow, 
So Rich, now, you're the first white guy on Def Jam. Come on, bro. Yeah, you can only hold a white Come man on. down so long. Come but on, that bro. was no. Listen, <laughs> I grew up in I grew up in 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 an urban neighborhood. I grew up in a black neighborhood. You ask me a question about Earth, Wind, and Fire or Parliament, I can answer. If you ask me a question about Jay Z, I'll go. Yeah, he's married to Beyonce. That's all I know. That's it. That's all I know. But so growing up in a black neighborhood, yeah, when I grew up, we were fucking watching watching the Temptations and the Supremes on TV during a special, you know, TCB taking care of business. And that was the Temptations and the Supremes. There was no such thing as fucking, you know, uh, who's what's the guy's name married to the white girl? Uh, Kim you know, whatever, okay, Kanye. But, uh, Kanye, yeah. There was a, there was a, the first rap band back then was Run DMC. And they were almost white. So what the <laughs> fuck? You know, I mean, they were almost rock and roll. <laughs> Run DMC. The fuck? The biggest thing was when they sang with Aerosmith. What the fuck? I know, that was huge <laughs> back then. What's that? That was huge back then. And you also had, don't forget, like, Curtis Mayfield. And um, Curtis Mayfield was, like, the first rapper. I don't know if you remember Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield did the theme from Superfly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, like, he was that dude, though. He was the dude that kind of brought that funk, that sort of swagger to uh, to music. So it was. Almost you don't like think Par you, you don't think Parliament brought that? Oh to yeah. Music? Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I agree with you on that. No, you I know. don't. People probably do get confused because they don't really like they because you have such a strong reputation in the world of hip hop comedy that they probably imagine you really do know hip hop and especially if it's two white guys on a podcast you're like you know you're like up there as like the comedy god of like white boys who are down in the hip hop scene they don't stand they've all tried to get into the circuit I remember the first time I ever saw you I, I was over at uh it was over at Indigo Blue. And um, I, every time I went near the stage, I was getting booed off the stage. And here comes this, this white guy who just goes in front of a black room and says, Jews, we're so fucking superior. And the entire oh. falls over. <laughs> and, and, and with all the tension that's going on in the country right now, it's like, I, you know, you really are probably the first comic that I saw that really could bring everyone together and feel still, everyone can still feel loved and safe and just laugh and well, Thank I had my Black Lives Matter, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, you know, uh, sign on my front yard. I mean, I did put my website on it, right on, under it, you know, BLM, and then I put RickFloss.com. Uh, you know, uh, you know, back then, you know, we, you know, I was talking about this on the last podcast, you know, the, the shows that we, you know, the it's so funny because I had two kids, so I had to work every, every, anywhere I could fucking work to possibly, you know, support my family. And then Terminal D opened in Newark, you know, and I go, well, I grew up in this neighborhood. To me, people are people. What the fuck? Funny's funny. Uh, you know, so we just started doing that and, and just work your way and you're doing terminal d then the peppermint where the peppermint lounge oh that's what people, people it, it ended people's career <laughs> people left the pepper i mean this is the there's 500 people in the peppermint and the front row is sitting like you know you know a fucking gold tooth and you're like oh motherfucker this dude is a prick and you know and not only that you know you get there to be like queen latifah was there 
Shannon Briggs, the boxer, the guys from Naughty yeah. by Nature. Anybody who was anybody in New Jersey was at Peverly. So I'm so glad I did. The only thing I would have changed in my career if I could go back is when I did Dev Jam that I pandered too much. I was Even though I grew up like this, you know, I'm like, you know, all this shit, you know, and, and I pan like if I was doing it now with what I know in comedy, I'd be sitting on a stool just talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I go out there, Russell made me wear fat for him. You know, I go there with whatever. Yeah. And they go, Russell wants you to wear his clothes. I'm going to say no and not do it. But for mm -hmm. who? Russell who? The, the guy whose show it is. So, you know, I got this fat farm hoodie on, baggy pants, you know, and, you know, I'm, and even though I grew up and that's how we talk, you know, whatever, yeah. it was still pandering to some extent. You know what I mean? I but that was also 20 something years ago. So yeah. I didn't know any better as a comic and you grow as a comic. You grow. Yeah. yeah. I always felt that um, your Def Jam, uh, because I, I was there when you taped, and I remember, because um, I taped the day before you, and actually, same thing happened to me. They gave me a bunch of Fat Farm stuff, and I got this terrible tape of me at the Apollo trying to look hip hop. So I reached <laughs> into my sister's closet, pulled out a Ralph Lauren suit, gave the Fat Farm to Tony Woods, because that's how big it was. Tony was actually able to wear it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gave him the Fat Farm clothes. And then, but I remember what was, it was interesting because it was when you're taping, um, I've, I felt the same way. I, I always, one thing that frustrated me and people know me as a comedian, they know, didn't know I was trying to be a filmmaker back then, was um, people, how to capture you was always something that was like, was kind of motivated me to actually want to shoot film because- uh -huh. Your like your real style as opposed to trying to go and, and be a presentation of yourself, which I think Def Jam captured a present Rich Voss's presentation of Rich Voss, as opposed to if you just catch this guy just doing whatever, you are like to me, um, not only are you the funniest comedian that I have ever that I, I came up with out of everybody. And I can't and you know who we all came up with. You're not only the funniest, but the kindest and like most honest and helpful and have your back and don't play into stuff. Like I've never met anybody. You, to me, that's, you're like gold to me and you're comedy gold. And I think that okay. what I'd like to say, if anybody is watching. Well, don't, don't count on that. No, I write. <laughs> Some, but even if I say it every time I possibly can, which is, you know, if you loved watching like Patrice and you love watching Burr and you love watching uh, uh, Jim Norton, um, I remember how we were all scared, even myself, because when I got my Hot 97 audition, you're the one who just sat down and said, Rich is like, oh, say this, say that. I, I smashed those guys, but I was on the Rich Voss lines. And you, you're so generous to gift us things that will help us. And so that all these legends are standing in these great places, but they're there because of you, helping and empowering and big brothering everyone. Well, thank you. I, you know, it's, it, Thank you. Uh, God, the Hot 97. I remember when you did that now. Holy shit, that... God damn. And you don't age. You haven't... You look exactly the same as you did fucking 20 years. How the fuck do you not age? What the fuck? Look at Masabi. looks like my grandfather. You... Give us a word of wisdom, you know? I can, <laughs> 
come on, Messiah. Look at Maya. Has she aged? I know. I, I say that to Maya all the time. I'm like, what is she using? Almost <laughs> insane. Okay. Yeah. And, and I remember when the girl next to her used to talk. But anyhow, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was back in the day. You know, COVID, COVID scared the fucking her vocal cords right out of her. Uh, so, uh, you know, we all. Oh, man, you always kill me, man. Too, Back then, we all helped each other. Like I, you know, I hung, I was lucky to hang with a crew that were all good comics: Patrice, Keith, Norton, Billy, Kev. We took Kev under our fucking wings. Look at Kev now. Kev came. Keith brought Kev up from Philly. He hung with us. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, he's one of yeah. Keith's boys. Oh, don't yeah, you yeah. know, and. You know, uh, so we all, I think we all help. And the other thing too is working at Boston Comedy Club, you had to go on after fucking acts. You know, oh, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, you've got to go up after Brewer or, yeah. or fucking Chappelle comes in and you got to go up after him or go up after Red Johnny and the Round Guy. I don't think anybody went up after them, but. I know they would. <laughs> I think they always went last. Nobody was following that fun. I know. But it, Boston made you such a strong comic because yeah. you had to follow, you know, Tony Woods or, or, or you know, whoever. Carrie Kravitz would come in there and just fucking kill. Just yeah. whoever, you know. So, and that's, Maya was just starting out, right? You were probably just coming there starting out then. Yep, yep. When, yeah. when, and, you know, you just, it made you a strong, if you, if you hung out with good comics, you had to become a good comic because they would call you on your shit. Yep. We yeah. used to sit at the cellar and have hat court. We'd hold hat court <laughs> on people's ass. Oh, man. Hack or not. Really? Oh, you used to I, tear people up outside, bro. I remember yeah. you, I, Patrice, Ian Edwards, uh, Oh my God! It would be like a, 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 a like a slugfest. Well, at the end of the night, before people, I always say, at the end of the night, I'm talking two, three o'clock. Me, Patrice, Norton, and Keith would still be out there smashing each other till three in the fucking morning. Just you know, everybody's gone to their lives. People are looking out their windows that live above Boston, telling us to shut up. And we're just out there laughing and laughing. Uh, You know, this is weird to say, like when, it's hard for me to show emotions, but when Patrice passed, that's probably the most upset I've ever been when somebody passed, even in my family, you know, because we had Mm -hmm. such a bond, us, you know, and, and, you know, it's just, I think we all helped each other. A lot of those guys, like Billy, and I was doing the urban circuit before all of them. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I opened up the door. Uh, you know, in LA, there was Honest John, but how honest is he really? Uh, <laughs> okay, how honest? All right. Did you read a book or did you fucking did you grow up? Did you read a book? Did you read some Huck Finn shit or whatever? Uh, Although, and then comes along, you know, Gary Owens, who is the real deal, Gary, you know what I mean? But on the East Coast, white dudes weren't doing black rooms. They weren't. And then all of a sudden, 
well, A.G. White, but you can't call him really a white dude. Yeah, A.G., yeah, that was, that was, yeah, he. A.G., go ahead. He couldn't make, he what, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't make that, that, that move to the other. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't do it. He was too, he he grew up in Brooklyn in the projects. His family never moved. Uh, If you, you know, so, but there wasn't that many white dudes doing that. Yeah. That kind of shit. And Maya was like the first girl, you know, to go into those rooms. I couldn't think of any. No, it wasn't shit. really many. Huh? No, it wasn't. Rhonda Fowler back then was probably around, but Who? she was at the, Rhonda Fowler. Uh, she, she was white or black? She was black. She was at the Uptown Comedy Club. You remember her, Maya? Yeah, I remember Rhonda. Yeah. They treated yeah. Her like white comic but then when i got def jam i was considered a black comic by the time i got yeah. but the director is my complexion <laughs> well, you're you're you're, I, you're your mom was white and your dad was black right maya my mom was black my father's italian yeah my father yeah, so okay it was either way 50 50 i knew i picked the wrong one uh <laughs> i met your father i was at your dad's house for some reason i had to pick you up wasn't he a musician or something or Mother was, but he had he was he was in the music scene. But my my mother was a musician, so a piano? what what did she do? Music, you know. She played piano. Yeah, she played piano and sang, and but she, she was a vocalist. Kid, so yeah. But she was, she worked making a living. Yeah, she, a worked, she worked. even the went the cafe wa the old the old cellar. She worked the old Dangerfields and and Copacabana. So mm. she was in that circuit. So she worked she, at Copacabana. Yeah, she worked all those, all those like those that whole you know circuit with with everyone. So she was. Was the, was the Cotton Club still open then? Back then, or was Cotton Club? Cotton Club, but had been closed. But they had like Hungry Eye in San Francisco and Mr. Kelly's in Chicago, like that group. So she would work with like Tody Fields and and. Uh, oh really? And um, Robert Klein. I know he. When I interviewed him, he was telling me he he had worked with her. So. Wow, that's cool. I see you. So you got, but any, you know. So I know when I was doing urban rooms, I can't think of really too many white guys until I started doing well, it. Well, I mean, as a spectator, as a guy watching, I never. It wasn't any white guys doing. Well, then DC it Benny started after you know a couple of years later, and yeah, yeah, and Bill Burr started trying to crack. He started cracking the code of it. Yeah. you know, go, getting into it. But you were the you were the only guy I remember doing it. The first day Bill went on, it was in a room, I think it was like called Pyramid, and it was a day Charlie. And day what? It was a day Charlie Barnett died, was Bill Burr's first oh. black room. I think it was called a Pyramid Club or something. It was on the, on the lower west side. Lowest, lower west side. Uh-huh. And, um, but I remember when, when you were there, there, was no, there, was no, there were no white comedians that were in the room. And I remember when DC, cause the, the day I was at uh, Indigo Blue, when you were on stage was I was, me and DC were going over the list. That's how I met DC Benny. What's what are the rooms? And I was going over the rooms with him that day. So uh-huh. you were the, you were the, you were the guy, but you were just, I mean, just an absolute beast. Like you didn't want to wear the, yeah. you didn't want to, you didn't want to wear something stupid. You know, the only other person that I think was left out of the, the great snappers that you didn't want to, run into on a bad night or humiliate yourself in front of was Wanda. People didn't, I don't think people realized that how, how beastly Wanda was if you uh-huh. embarrassed yourself, how, how she would just, 
She would heckle you from the back of the, she didn't care if you were on stage. Wanda, Wanda walked into the cellar when my daughter, I guess my daughter was like seven years old, was sent to tell her, and I taught my daughter how to give Keith Robinson the finger. So <laughs> Keith walks in and I go, Raina, Keith's here. So Keith and Wanda walk in and my daughter goes to Keith like this, right? And then Wanda looks at my daughter and my daughter's holding a stuffed animal. And Wanda goes, look, it's either this or the stuffed animal, but you can't have both. <laughs> Wanda said, you can't hold a stuffed animal as you're giving someone a finger. Uh, it was so fucking funny. Yeah. Alicia, are you a comic? I am hilariously not funny ever. I am not funny and I am not a comic at all. <laughs> yeah, are, you, are you the producer of this? Do you produce? Well, Masavia is the producer. I got invited on because um, Masavia is nice and uh, Maya ended up liking me. That's why. <laughs> oh, really? No, no I came on for a spot and I just really love hanging out with comics. I'm a total junkie from head to toe. I like it more than music. Um, I'm just addicted. I don't know what to tell you. Are you from? Are you in, in LA? Are you in LA now or where are you at? I'm in OHIO. It's in the middle of the heartland. Ohio. <laughs> Yes, perfect uh, base. What part? Uh, Yellow Springs. <laughs> oh. That's where we are. I have no idea where Yellow Springs is. You it's, are not missing a whole lot. Oh, please. Uh, you guys had a, the biggest party of the entire of the entire country. I mean, that, that was, a, that was yeah. a killer show. That was killer. Dave was killing it down there. What, uh, yeah, it was, it was is that something a, Dave's compound or something where the shows are? She's, she's, yeah, the, the cornfield in the middle of nowhere had a bunch of shows and it was a little bit of sanity in the middle of the COVID weird world. It's so weird because I've gone to my mailbox every day waiting for my invitation from Dave. Uh, <laughs> and she, I also moved. So even though my mail's being forward, maybe for some reason it got lost. You know, uh, the fact that, no. the fact that, when I, Dave started at 16 at Garvin's, he was the first I ever said, go get me coffee to. All right, <laughs> I broke him down. I broke him down <laughs> before anybody. All right. Uh, so, but you know, listen, you never know. Sometimes the invitation comes late. You know, there's always time. You should have called. So did you actually do something on Cypher? I saw you guys had a bunch of publicity beef functioning. Was it funny? Were, were there people there? What happened was... Were there Cypher, germs? No, I was doing a show. We were doing an outdoor show. Outdoor, okay. Outdoors. And Cypher said, Yo, put, you know, if you got any shows, put me on a show. So I moved the host. I moved <laughs> the host to do a spot. No, I didn't get her off the show. I, okay. I, 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 I had her do a spot and then I put Cypher in to host, uh, you know, because he, he asked if he could do it. I said, yeah, well, you know, I, listen, I'm not a saint by any means, but it, I figure if you could help, whatever you could do for somebody, that's all you got in this world is you can't keep what you got unless you give it away. You can't keep what you have in life unless you get, don't get me wrong. I'm not an angel. I'm an asshole. I fight at home. I do whatever. I mean, we do know. We do know that much. Comic and asshole are kind of, you know, in tandem. Look at look at what Dave's doing. All these people he's given these opportunities to to come and 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 perform. You know, you know, 
you know, and, and especially when there's no opportunity. I mean, what kind of opportunity could Kevin Hart or Chris Rock or Bill Burr get at this point? I can't believe that those, guys, you know, that he would get these young guys that have nothing going on an opportunity. You know, uh, you know oh, what the fuck? Hey, Felicia, uh, you better nudge his shoulder tonight. Talk but to here's him. the thing. Here's the thing with Dave. Because I do have a little speech impediment. So at least he did bring Will to cover the speech impediment <laughs> category of comics. All right. The community. Will, yes. So it's not like we were left out to slobbering comics. They, yes. You know, at least they got somebody they couldn't understand. You know what I mean? So thank God yeah. for that. But I really am curious to know if people were funny outside in New York. I mean, I, I know at first everybody looked real short bus and atrophied comics and audience members alike. What was it like producing up there? Wait, what outside? I didn't, I didn't outside, like, or whatever you did when you guys were outside making people laugh. Did well, it work? Was it? Oh yeah. Well, we taped a special for HBO. Uh, <laughs> Colin, Colin directed at Colin Quinn and we did that one in Brooklyn but that mm. one was at a drive-in you know people sat in their cars right yeah so I hosted that and it was like I guess eight or nine comics and Colin closed it plus he directed it uh and I only did one of those shows to cars to prepare <laughs> for it <laughs> I, I, I said it on stage I go you know when you do TV, you try to prepare. I go, you know, I'm doing a drive-in. So to prepare, I went to four different parking lots in my hometown. And <laughs> I, I go, my best show was at Coles. At Coles, because nobody told me to get the fuck out of their way. <laughs> so, like, I won't do those car shows. But the outside shows, you know, uh, <clears throat> I did one. This is true. I did one two weeks ago. It's a fucking Wednesday night. It was packed. It was like 200 people. On a, I was, but the stage, okay, it's behind a club, but they had all this property. And the stage was right in front of the woods. Not like a couple trees, the fucking woods. And I go, I'm like praying that a bear attacks me. This way, I'll get so much fucking press. You know how many fucking hits that would get if I got, if boss gets attacked by a fucking bear? So anyhow, I'm on stage and I go, I go, this is great. I'm doing comedy where a fucking bat can come and get. So out of, out of nowhere, I'm sitting on stage I'm just, and the audience goes, oh my God. And the audience flinched and went oh, like that. I jumped off the, without missing a heartbeat. I jumped off the stage. Just like, you know, if, if me and my kid were walking down the street and I saw a rat, I would push my kid in front of it and run. I jumped off that quick and they saw in the tree, there was a fucking flying squirrel going from tree to tree, right? A flying squirrel and I'm going, what the fuck? I, I, was, I worked on the Oscars. I was backstage at the Oscars twice. And I'm doing a show with flying fucking squirrels and bats above me, right? I could be attacked by a bear. All right. I was backstage. I stood next to fucking Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand. All right. And now I'm working fucking sidewalks in New York. You know, the stand does their show 
to people sitting on chairs on the sidewalk. I go, what am I fucking working a driveway next week? It's fucking horrific. It's horrific. Fucking, I, I was a bit, I was doing theaters. I was big. Right? Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh fuck. Oh, oh yeah, Saturday I'm working a treehouse. You're doing a tree in a treehouse. You know, what the fuck? You know, maybe Chappelle will invite me to his log cabin show where you got to bring your own fucking firewood. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like a day, fucking 40 specials on Netflix and he's doing a show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, if you want to be part of the show, listen, you're going to have to rake leaves in the afternoon. <laughs> you rake leaves, you get 10 minutes. <laughs> you heard about that? Uh-huh. What? You heard about that? The leaf no, I leaf. just made that up. That really happened? No. <laughs> so you're about right. You're about spot on, right? Well, that's what the newer comics were for, right? Just to, yeah. to rake the leaves. Is that his his property where he does those shows? Does he own that property? There's well, a pavilion in the middle of literally a cornfield of a oh. dear friend. And uh, after some zoning battles, they gave their agricultural a temporary like easement oh, and let the show go on. I think Whitney's doing shows in her backyard in, in LA, Whitney uh, Cummings. I think she does shows in her. Oh, I, got really? a, I said to my wife, we should do shows in our backyard. You I should. Got a, I got an acre of property. You but should. I don't want to have to deal with, here's the thing. I don't want to deal with someone getting drunk on my property and something happening. Or I just don't want to, de- listen, say I put 50 people back there. I, I, Let's even say a twenty dollars a head. That's a thousand dollars. Right. It's not worth the headache that something could fucking happen. Somebody drives away, or you know, what any nothing sure. good could happen. You know, I'd have to hire security. You know, people would have to take their temperature. I just, I have the property. I just don't want to deal with. It. I'm an entertainer. I don't know how to promote. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to promote. You know what Dave's doing? He's just. He's Dave. He, you know, everybody else is working for him. You can, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like Whitney, everybody's working for Whitney. You know what it costs Whitney to have everybody tested right there. Yeah. I, I don't got that kind of money, you know? Uh, and, and they all get tested when they go to Whitney's property, right. you yeah. know? So I got tested today for the third fucking time. I took the test. Oh, cause you you've know? been on the road, right? You've been. Well, I sat, I did something in Atlantic city on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I usually I, I, I usually wear my mask. I wash my hands all the time. Did you, you know, feel I, safe when you were doing it though? Like, did they set the? Yeah, the, when I left last night, I couldn't sleep, and I, I had trouble breathing. But I have anxiety in life. I have I've had anxiety since I was twenty. So, you know, anxiety like gets short of breath, and then you're thinking, oh fuck, I'm dying. So now your anxiety increases. Your shortness of breath increases. It's a vicious fucking cycle. So. Uh, you know, and I go, you know, I was Saturday, I did at some point sit in the dressing room without my mask. You know, if I was eating, I'd take it off and then right. whatever. So I go, I'm going to go get tested. So I went and got tested again today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have uh, COVID. I have herpes. They told me I have herpes. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know why they're testing me with my pants down. But uh, so, uh, you know, I go, this is weird. So I, I jumped out of the guy's van. I go, listen, I don't believe you're, you're real. 
no, I got tested for the third time because when we did the HBO thing, you had to get everybody was tested right. constantly. Yeah. I, when yeah. It, in July, I went to North Carolina to do a, the first inside gig. Mm. That was the only one I've done so far. I'm doing one this weekend, but in July, I drove like I haven't been on a plane in six months. Mm. I drove North Carolina. I, and when I got home, I took the test. Today, I took it and they called me 45 minutes later and said negative. And I'm like, that quick? You know, yeah, that's the rapid yeah. test now. It's, it's well, it was uh, a rapid, but yeah. 45 minutes. I was like, here's the thing. You know, I I kind of want to. This is how crazy and fucked up I am. After I take the test, I want to go back with them in the lab and make sure it's my Q-tip, and I want to watch what they do <laughs> and prove it to me here. Don't call me. How do I fucking know? You might have seen one of my fucking shows and i might have fucking trashed you and now you're getting even i don't think hey rich were you ocd because i always i because I, I remember i took a picture with you one time after jim norton's roast and you're like get the fuck off of me don't touch my show. <laughs> <laughs> and the picture's weird because i'm holding you like you're like ah and i remember no no, no i'm racist <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not really a, a touchy feely type of guy. No, I, I, no, you always weird about shaking hands too. Yeah, Very, yeah always, yeah, always. What the fuck? I won't go if I go to a restaurant. You, I want ketchup packages. Don't, don't even bring me a bottle. You think I'm taking a chance with a bottle? Some fucking, you know, some ex-employee that's trying to get even. You know, <laughs> you get candy, potato chips, or a Babe Ruth. You always got to squeeze both ends to make sure there's no needle holes in it. You squeeze the bag this uh, way you can hear if somebody tampered with it. You see what I'm saying? Halloween. That's great. Yeah. For Halloween. Thank you for oh, that. Hey, don't make her talk. <laughs> you don't want to throw her off. I feel like she's working for the deaf. I'm surprised she's not doing sign language <laughs> for people that are fucking deaf watching this. Wait, what's her name? What's her, what's her name? What's her, Stephanie, you remember Heather? Heather, you, uh, she made the film with me. She was I've a she, lots of hours of footage of you though. Yeah, oh. she she made the film with me. So that was at my old shitty apartment when I lived upstairs. My kids were young. Uh, yeah, I have someone capturing all that footage anyway because I'm getting stuff for the Patrice film together. Some stuff that nobody's seen at Patrice, so I, oh, yeah. I have it. I can send it to you. Your kid daughters were little babies. You were oh. the only. What's that? I said you were one of the only comics that didn't have uh, creepy footage, so that's a plus. Oh, you mean all creepy footage of you? Oh, I, uh, I I wasn't creepy. You mean they were? Yes, you were not. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you you guys did go to Brazil I'm together. Like tonight, Heather. We'll see if that still happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like we, there's a lot of a lot of creepiness in comedy world, and you were never the creep. So I, you really, all these years when you started, only when you went to Brazil with Patrice. No, That's no. It. Listen, I wasn't even when, when I went to Brazil. I'll tell you a story. I met a girl there. Oh, this is oh, this is this is a true story. I met a girl there. I started dating from New York the second night. Okay, so. She used to date whenever he came into town, Lenny Kravitz. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know wow. if you call dating or whatever. Mm -hmm. but well, that's Lenny so, Kravitz, though. So that's Lenny Kravitz. She, yeah. She's so got a resume. Yeah. 
So this girl, this is a true story. We dated back in New York. We started dating and she never saw me do comedy. So a couple of her college friends were down from wherever. And I was at Boston Comedy Club that I'm hosting. I hosted it and she came with her friend. She, now she dated Lenny Kravitz and now she's seen me at Boston. <laughs> I was, listen to me, I was hosting and I came out too strong, too strong. And I was fucking bomb. It was, I couldn't even look at them. They were sitting in the far back corner. I couldn't even look over at Adam, okay? Cause I was bombing so bad. Listen to me. I went back, I'm hosting, so I go, I'll get him, I'll get him next time I go up. Fucking bomb in the whole, they walk out. You know when they walk out and you can't look at each other after something so horrible? <laughs> right? She was, she, she was, first of all, Lenny Kravitz is playing the garden and he's probably packing, you know, I'm fucking some little Jew bag, you know, playing Boston Comedy Club and bombing. Well, let me just say that relationship didn't last. <laughs> it didn't last. <laughs> well, don't, if they don't have a visual of the Boston, Boss's joke was it's a ski lodge for crackheads. That <laughs> You're saying how creepy guy comics are. I, I mean, look, my wife is a female comic, very feminist. She's all, you know, mm -hmm. my opening joke, and I hope you guys don't get offended by it, but, and I opened with it on, I go, there's a lot of things not coming back when this is all said and done. You know, you know, meeting a girl and making out whether or having sex the first night or but that's not coming back. That's done. <laughs> so going to birthday parties and blowing out candles with all that spit flying, that's not that's not coming back. That's not coming back. Okay. Chris Delia, not coming back. <laughs> not coming back no so, uh, <laughs> but that, no and this is this is this is a, a testament to to the creepiness the lack of creepiness of rich because i was i was i had the pleasure of being stuck in the red light district in amsterdam with you and patrice uh-huh and you guys were, and, and, and I, I never felt creeped out i felt a little weirded out by Wallens <laughs> on one knee going ma'am how much is he like <laughs> Like it's, I was in there. So much, but I didn't, you know. And I remember the the women pulling the doors closed on Patrice when they when they when he walk up, like, no thanks, we're closed. But I, you know, but you guys were uncreepy, and as a woman being trapped, not knowing where I was, I appreciate that I did get home without. I was I was in Amsterdam, and I was hanging with this comic John Feely. He was from England. So he goes, uh, we went to the red light district. I go, look, I, I'm not, I, I'm just not doing this. Not saying I'm a saint. I just wasn't. I go, I'll, I'll have coffee. I'll sit outside at a cafe while you go in. And when you're done, we'll just hang out some more, you know. Mm -hmm. So he went in there into the wherever, the red light. And he's with this lady. And then after it, he's smoking pot with her, a joint. I'm saying pot, I'm so on. And they're smoking, and the, and the prostitute says to him, what do you do? And John goes, I'm a comedian. And the prostitute goes, do you know Patrice? <laughs> <laughs> One in a million, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? Very special woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Funny.
very special woman. Wow. I'm coming up on in a couple of months, 35 years sober now. 35 wow. fucking years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's a, that's 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 some congratulations, Brett, bro. That's big time, man. I'm doing wow. I did it all for Maya. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now that's creepy. <laughs> to build up my nest egg. Uh, it's funny. No, I'm telling you, I appreciate it because it's it's been uh, like comedy has been quite the battle. Like I, I feel like I've always, I've always been in like the battles, but like I remember even when I when I thought like nothing was ever going to work, everything was falling apart, and you just kept saying, "Get back up, who cares?" Just keep Listen, it going, you know? I was standing with uh, Ben Bailey outside Boston or the cellar. He goes, "I'm I'm quitting. There's nothing happening. I'm quitting," and. I go, you never know. You never know. And now he's a famous cab driver. <laughs> I mean, you only really recognize the back of his head, but still. Me and, me and Patrice, this is true. Me and Patrice, I got so many great Patrice stories, but I, I used to drop him off in Jersey City on my way home. And I, I had to go in his house, use the bathroom, and me and him were walking down the street. And I go, man, I don't have a manager, an agent. I got nothing happening. And Patrice goes, you, I can't get work here, no nothing. And we're just sitting here saying to each other how much we don't have. And then we just started cracking up and laughing. <laughs> we were at the lowest point in our careers and we thought it was funny. That's how Patrice just That's brought great. that out of you. We just started cracking up. Uh -huh. We went to do an audition, me and Patrice, for... NBC for a sitcom to be the two leads in a sitcom. So I think it was Marcy Phillips, the head of casting. And we're in there. That name sound familiar. It was Marcy, the yeah. nicest lady on the planet. We're in that disaudition. One, Patrice doesn't want to be there. Two, I can't act. So <laughs> we're, we're fucking reading this fucking lines and Patrice is sitting there like this. He won't look at me. And then Martin's yelling at me. I'm going, how am I supposed to connect with a guy that won't look at me? I can't connect with him. We can't act like this. And she's yelling at me. And she goes, can you, you guys just, and I knew her well. She goes, you guys just leave. And she, they threw us out. And me and Patrice were walking down the hallway, cracking up. We couldn't have been laughing any louder. That, so now we're walking down the hallway and there's like these executives behind us and I didn't do it on purpose, but I, I passed gas real loud and Patrice fell on the floor laughing. He fell down. He couldn't stop laughing. And we just got kicked out of a gigantic audition. I farted in front of three executives and it was the happiest day of our lives. <laughs> it was just so, we didn't give a fuck. We, cause here's the thing, we knew, look, we're comics. You're sending us, we're comics, you know? This fucking dumb audition, I'm, how am I gonna beat out some fucking actor that's a real actor? You know what I mean? I've taken maybe a half an acting lesson and uh, we just fucking left, you know? We well, did a pilot together though. We did do a pilot for Comedy Central, me and Patrice. Oh, wow. I'll tell you, story. I don't know why I keep telling these Patrice stories, but it's just so. Didn't you do a Lenny Bruce, though? Didn't you play a. Yeah, yeah. I played Lenny yeah. Bruce on. No, yeah. I know how to. 
I know how to act. I just can't audition. Uh, give me the plug. just just getting through just getting through the process. Yeah. yeah. When we when we did the scene, me and Bonnie did a scene in King of Staten Island. We had a great scene in that where we're sitting in a restaurant in a, in in a restaurant that uh, uh, what do you call it? Pete Davidson's character works at, and they just let me ad lib. You know, it was you know fucking Chad Apatow's dress. Oh, that's great. That's great. Wow. Watch the scene. Me and Bonnie fucking knocked this out. You think we're from Staten Island? Uh, so, wow. You know, uh, me and Patrice had a pilot. It was my pilot. And they go, who do you want to guest host the first episode? I go, Patrice. And it's where we roasted people at their wedding, a wedding couple. <laughs> we were, so the whole week, you know, this is a reality show. Patrice is spending time with the bride's family and I'm with the groom's family during, you know, the reality before it all builds up to the roast. You know, Patrice is getting his nails done with the ladies at the shower so now now we're at the wedding this is the real wedding they had the wedding now we're at the reception and dan powell some executive from comedy central goes well this is it this doesn't happen there's no and patrice we knew that without the roast there's no pilot we knew that this is the main part of the patrice laid into him the executive i mean just laid into him uh, you know, so we, we did the roast and we're up on, and a lot of people in the wedding don't know what's going on with this fucking pilot. Obviously the bride and groom and their family did, but there were some guests that didn't have a clue. Mm. So I'm up there and I'm, I'm opening the roast. And I said, I think I said, shit. And some fucking gangster Italian guy goes, Hey, there's kids here. Watch your mouth. I go, you're right. And now our next act. <laughs> so <laughs> when they started yelling at me, I bailed. And I brought, Patrice up. I brought Patrice up. So he, these are fucking, he's doing a roast, but he's not looking at him. He's just reading. This is for cameras. And he's just reading his stuff. And he said something to, the, to one of the bridesmaids, basically calling her a fat pig. I don't know what he said, but it was basically calling her fatso. And well, now she's in the hallway crying. Oh man! <laughs> right, she even she even called him the N word, and then she started crying more because she goes, "I've never said that in my life." So now Patrice brought out the pure racism out of somebody that's completely not racist. <laughs> She's crying, and Patrice are in the car going, "Get us the fuck out of here!" <laughs> they didn't pick it up too, and it was a good idea, a good pilot. Let me tell you. <laughs> hey, Rich, do you ever remember hearing about Patrice being booked for a woman's like uh, organization, and he just like no. uh, somebody booked him for like a woman's organization, or <laughs> and what happened like, was, well, we, me, and Patrice were booked on three shows sponsored by the ACLU, the most liberal. First Amendment fighters on the planet. The ACLU fights for the First Amendment, whether it be for the Klan, the Black Panthers, uh, Farrakhan, whoever, skinheads. They are pure First Amendment. The adult 
or the Civilities Liberty Union, whatever. Uh, American Civil Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, everybody's. So me and Patrice do the first show. They fired Patrice. They go, huh, you're really not right for the ACLU. They were all about freedom of speech. And he didn't want to do the second comment. They fired him. The ACLU fired him. Hey, listen, you can't go with what we're saying. It's just like when Farrakhan fired Khalid Abdul Muhammad out of the Nation of Islam. Farrakhan said, look, we hate people. Your hatred goes to a different level than the Nation of Islam. You know, you got because Khalid Abdul Muhammad was at a whole nother level of the nation. Right? You know, listen, uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I used to open for Paul Mooney, there would be, I remember his brother, Khalid Abdul Muhammad's brother, and all, there was some serious militants. I used to open for Paul Mooney all the time at, at Caroline's. And he'd yeah, come out and go, he goes, that white boy, you got to shoot him and stab him. Because I, no <laughs> I had no fear. And he was, to me, one of the greatest comics back then. Yeah. Watching yeah. Paul Mooney. Yes, yeah. you're like holy shit. Just watching cool. him go to work, man. It's 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 insane. Amazing. He was fucking so good, you know. Yeah. And, and I got to open when I opened for him once. I met Malcolm X's daughters were there. I'm going like, listen, in this business, we meet people all the time, right? Fucking celebrities, whatever. But I was like. In fucking awe, Malcolm, Malcolm X's, X's daughters. That's crazy. I'm thinking, God damn, if I could just start dating one, how he'd be rolling over in his fucking grave. How, how cool would it be if I was dating Malcolm X's daughter? Are you kidding me? A Jew too? Also, he'd be turning like rotisserie. But I was in shock when I met them. I was like, you're almost speechless because they're gorgeous he, too, right? They're good yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that you meet celebrities, but he's in history books. No, you know, no. that's you know. I met David Ruffin's daughter, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was fucking. This is David Ruffin's daughter, but Malcolm X's daughter. It was a whole. A whole that's that's crazy, man. That is it crazy. was. Uh, it was unbelievable, and they saw my show too, opening for Paul. And I, listen, you couldn't, you couldn't fail at Caroline's. That that place was packed, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, Paul, but Paul would walk the room and not give a shit. Like, he would go so hard. And he's like, no, but he was walking white people. He wasn't. I know. Walking. That's what I, I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. He just, but he's, he just, it seems like he just talks. Like, he, he just has endless amounts of just conversation. Just, well, we, just you remember, we, were, we, were, we were watching him. Me and Bonnie was there one night, and some white girl started crying. And he calmed her down and goes, listen, dear, this is just comedy, relax. You know, so there's a real human side to Paul. Right. He was in all of, and he was a, he was super fucking smart. He saw, yeah. he knew what was happening out in the world. You know, he knew, he was in our documentary. It was great when he, uh, his partner in Women Aren't Funny mm -hmm. was great. If you listen to Paul backstage, Watch Women mm -hmm. Aren't Funny, our documentary. Because uh, as a Jew, he knew, like when he attacked white people, he goes, I'm not attacking Jews because you guys, 
you're in the same boat as us, he would say. It's just that it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a different thing. And mm-hmm. he said all this shit in the document. He was so fucking, he was just, he was so smart and such a great comic. You could not take your eyes off him on stage. It was mesmerizing. Mm. I'll tell you one thing, at Caroline's, you know, he used to work the door at Caroline's was uh, uh, Idris, El- what's his, Idris Elba? I- Idris Elba? I can't Elba. say that. Idris Elba was the nighttime manager. Like, I must, he must have seen me work. Wait a when was time. this? What? Why Cal- he was the nighttime the night manager. manager. What year? At, what? Before he got the wire, he was the nighttime manager at Caroline's. As oh. they remember something. Missed him. <laughs> huh? I said, missed him. <laughs> yes. I, if I saw him right now, he would remember us because I must have done 50 or 100 shows. Yeah. 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 Wow. The nicest guy. He come, he's in his suit, just, you know, and next thing you know, he's on the wire. That That's what really launched him. Yeah, that, yeah, that took him off. Yeah, that, that made uh, that blew him again, off. The last, his character's last name was Bell. On the Stringer wire. Bell. Stringer Bell. What was it? Stringer Bell. Stringer, yeah. <laughs> Stringer he's Bell. Like one of the I love that show, bro. Yeah. Oh, The Wire's the best show ever on TV. Oh, my God. That was a great Better show. Better than Sopranos. Yeah. The Sopranos, that Russian guy could still be running through the woods for all we know. <laughs> uh, at least The Wire, when they fucking ended stories. You know. <laughs> no, they did. You didn't know who was going to get it. You had no idea. When what's-his-name so got shot at the end by that little kid? Uh, oh, uh... Omar. Omar. Omar's coming. So... Every scene, I grew up with dudes like Omar. This dude Carlos was ruthless. You'd walk Man, by Carlos. Scary. You'd walk by Carlos in front of the store and go, What's up? He goes, You know what's up. And he put it, and you would just hand him your shit. That's what's up. Give me your shit. It, it was it was real, man. That that show was written I think by what a uh, a uh, a news uh, paper journalist and a cop, right? And a cop. cop. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's why it was it never it never won an Emmy. Can you believe that? I can't believe probably it. Probably the best show in history. I think so. I agree with you on that. And my wife from Canada grew up on a farm in Canada. Could not take her eyes off the show. We would yeah. watch three or four episodes a night. Oh, I finished them up, man. I ended up buying a DVD set for my mother. It's crazy. After You know what? After I watched that, I went out and bought this. So people would think I'm, you know, <laughs> we're watching The Wire tonight. I got my daughter one too, and we have gang meetings, me and my daughter. But our gang is a nice gang. I told my, I go to my daughter, we're gonna, we each got these things for our head. I got a bunch of, I said to my daughter, you know, we have a gang meeting. I go to my daughter, but our gang's a nice gang, and she got all upset, right? <laughs> I go, I said to my daughter, I go, our motto is, We'll help you. I go, we'll help. And then you yelp. <laughs> That's a good review. And she thought it a gang sign. So we go like this. That's our gang sign, me and her. Hey, Rich, how old are your daughters now, man? Because I remember back in the day, they, they have to be like, what, 25? No, my oldest daughters are 30. <gasps> wow. And the other one's 28. I got married. Wow. My 28-year-old got married. Wow. Uh, my 13-year-old is... Uh, Hey, Raina, Raina, I, I got to give her money to come to my room. Raina, <laughs> come here. 
I'll give you two more dollars. Huh? And I'll go get you hot fries. We, we bought a house. And me and my wife, we each have our own bedroom. Oh, here she comes. Come here, just come and say hi. These are good friends of mine. And because they knew hi. sheets. Hi. What's, hey. our, what's our gang sign? Do the gang. Oh, it's a secret. Our gang is a secret. No, I, I'll get you hot fries. I'll go. After this, I'll get you hot fries. You drive a hard bargain, short girl. <laughs> Oh, oh, she's adorable, man. Fries. <laughs> she's like, where's my hot fries, man? Wait a minute, let me get she's this like, right. My hot this fries. like a dream. A, a spouse, a man and a woman, a spouse with each with separate bedrooms in the same house? This is a dream oh, so come great. true. Tell me more. Well, I'm salivating. <laughs> after we're done, I go, hey, listen, you're going to have to run, but Look, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> and I always give her one of my CDs as a parting gift. Yeah. I go, here, take this with you. You, you go do something. Like, yeah. you know, I'll call you tomorrow. I over, tipping out with my <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like you. Yeah, we, me up. <laughs> are, are you married? No, you, no. <laughs> because here's I run. I'm on a Wheaties box. For that. Oh. No, no <laughs> Rich, but I, I I like that whole separate room thing, man. I could that sounds yeah. fantastic. Oh, that's amazing, well, bro. That also, I was coming, you know, I come in late at night from gigs on the road, and plus <laughs> I snore, I snore, so I would keep her awake. You know, our, we had a townhouse mm -hmm. before this, mm -hmm. and you know, it's just I would keep her awake all night from me snoring. And she'd shut Ooh. up and shut up. So now, you know. Whatever. I love it. Sweet. My can you like write up some tips on that? Is there a website we can visit? <laughs> Phenomenal. Are you teaching these webinars yet? Where can I sign up? Well, this, is there a club? It's called it's called being married to your sister. The brother <laughs> and sister. <laughs> Good night, sis. Good night. Good night, John Boy. You know, Rich, one time, I remember one time at the Boston, you were, ki you were killing, right? You were annihilating. This lady decided she wanted to heckle you, and you destroyed her so bad. Like, <laughs> she picked up a glass and yeah. ran and threw it at you. And I remember <laughs> she was trying to leave, and you picked up a glass and threw it right back at her. I was like, holy shit, what a show. <laughs> was like, what happened was, it was three... Puerto Rican girls that were very attractive, all of them. They were quite, a, and they wouldn't stop talking. And they kept, and then one half gold. So I, I, yeah, whatever, I beat them down and they got up and they threw the drink. So I might've thrown one back, but then the whole upper row started throwing drinks on them as they walked out. <laughs> oh my God. And, yeah, the whole upper. I didn't come back to Boston for like a couple months because I didn't know if they were LK, you know, if, if their boyfriends were Latin Kings or something. I said, I'm not showing back up here for a while. But the whole, that place, Boston, what? Yeah. Uh, no, it was crazy. I remember doing a gig with you at St. John's and they had, oh. it was like the worst 
gig ever. So I decided I'm going to go first. And then, you know, and so I try to do my 10 minutes and these, the people are shouting. They left the lights on. It was an afternoon lunch show and people are just shouting and, 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 and pledging their sorority in the middle of our show. And then, and then it was the funniest thing. Cause I, I finally, I, I did one of those, I'm going to bail on rich. So rich can do the time. So I did like eight minutes or something bail and Rich goes up and the woman starts saying, first she tells us all things we can't say, but they're so, the kids are so rude. It was, it was so disrespectful. So this woman starts marching across the floor to try to shut off the mics. And, and Rich is like, oh, she's a real authority figure. She's probably banging St. John. Yes. So she gets over and we're not supposed to say anything like that. So anyway, gets over and she turns off the lights. He's like, oh, that's brilliant. They can't see me, but they can hear me. And to say, they, they were frothing at the mouth. And that was the first time, I mean, Rich was right. He's like, you know, you guys, would, if, th if this was any other type of art, you wouldn't allow this to go on. Because it's comedy, you allow us to be disrespected. This, this woman, like, took us arm in arm and tried and walked us to the door with this angry mob of students behind her. And as soon as we, this is, this is the best, because no matter how bad it is, Rich will make it funny in the end so you don't feel bad. She, she throws us out the door and he goes, are we supposed to get a lunch with this gig? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like doing a show in a prison yard it was like it was crazy like, like she said sororities and then they're playing car it was and, and we i i don't know about you but i never got paid he never sent me i never got paid yeah saint john owes me 500 bucks okay <laughs> yeah. I want my money. yeah we, that was that's crazy one of the most horrible gigs me and my Got, yeah, they had security. So they didn't set you all up or nothing. They didn't set you up before the show. Like, hey, these guys are coming. Be quiet. None of that shit. No, listen, wow. no. no. They, they just threw you in there. In the lion's den. Let me tell you something. A gladiator had a better chance than we had. There was no way, you know. And Maya was smart. She bailed. <laughs> that, that's the good thing about going first or hosting. You could bail at any time. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was the pain fun, and that's what I appreciate because I said I, last time I was I was kicked I was kicked out I'm permanently for life kicked out of the comedy cellar, and the boss is like I've been kicked out of worse places than this. Don't you worry, no matter what would happen. Oh, they stole my film. Do you go make another one? Like, <laughs> like you just make like when everybody else gets tense, you just really you, you make it. Um, you make keep it, it moving. Make it livable, man. Thank, yeah. thank well, what do you call it? Uh, you you can't be kicked out for life. Not that we'll 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 rework that. Believe <laughs> me. Okay. I I appreciate that, but yeah, they were like, "You killed my father," like that kind of like Hamlet. It was Hamlet Shakespearean last time. Yeah. It's been like twenty years. Hamlet Shakespearean. You were. <laughs> well, what what was his name? Uh, the guy you were dating who was doing the movie. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, but I met him at the cellar, and he was. Yeah. He's still Steinberg's client. He's a Steinberg guy. I didn't really? going down. Yeah. Steinberg still handles him. Get out, really. Yes. Yes. We uh the people he stuck with. <laughs> <laughs> he did, I, I think at times he could have had a temper. I don't remember. Uh, at times. Little, little. Yeah, we're on the run. The reason why we're both living in California is because flash oh. <laughs> <laughs> months we go outside and we get the same nail in, in 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 both tires on the same nights you had like one of the first comedy documentaries what happened how come was it don't, someone don't. screwed you somewhere 
That was an excellent documentary. That's one of the, yeah. that was, that was masterful, Maya. That, yeah, that, that yeah. And that is. We both did it. We, we both survived Kenny trying to kill us during the cut. Heather is the only one who's been through every tape. I got a box of like, like a, we got thousands and thousands of tapes because we shot so much stuff. That's why Burr's calling me now for like the Patrice footage. But I, I you know, I, the thing is, I'm not really sure where, you know, because we keep getting um, somebody comes in and like sabotages something. So we're basically like held hostage over the film. But that is your film. That is your film. I mean, that was a mess. That was that was incredible. Yeah, can you put it at least put it on YouTube? Um, well, you know, it's it's a dramatic story of how it got shut down. A, a very ridiculously high drama story of of the shutting down of it. So we're, we've been we've been thinking about it the last few weeks. But we, you know, because people is it a legal thing though, Maya? Is it legal? Like what is it? It's it's a terror. Is we were we were terrorized. <laughs> you have do you have releases from everybody in the film? Yeah. You basically, you could do you could put it up until someone. Does a cease and desist if 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 they had? Yeah, but we still we own we own every stitch of it. Every stitch of it's yeah. We it's have covered. every right to put it. Well, in you there. have the master. I mean, you have the 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 actual master, like the film. The we got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So okay. Our, you know, it's the other story. There's a little bit of a backstory. Yeah, that there can is. Be told offline. Yeah, it needs to be told offline before. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be put into it like the pre the. <laughs> Masavia knows it. Masavia, you know yeah. the story. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we put we put our roast. We had a, we did a roast, Voss roast. Yeah. And we during the pandemic put it up on YouTube. For, I mean, we had it for two years on uh, Vimeo. Yeah. And then we put it up for free on YouTube, and it's at like three hundred fifty thousand views. Wow. It's probably the best roast. I mean, the roast that we used to do at Boston. The Patrice yeah. Rose, Norton Meyer, were, were, the Patrice Rose was a classic. Ben yeah. Bailey, Keith is a classic. Yeah. You see this fucking roast that we did. Uh, Bonnie hosted it. Colin Quinn, Bobby Kelly, Florentine, Big J. Uh, I got roasted. It's one of the best roasts you'll ever see. Oh wow! I have to see it. It's it's on YouTube. You got Masabi. You, you you've been to all. You got all the roasts. You know them. Go to yeah. Voss Rose on YouTube. I'll give you one line. Bonnie said, you know, Jim Norton's radio show. Jim Norton's on the radio in the morning. Bonnie looks at Jim and goes, your radio show is so bad. I'd rather listen to my daughter drowning. She said that to fucking Norton's radio show. That is so bad. And oh, shit. It, it, let me tell you also, too. Bobby wow. Kelly. Bobby Kelly. You can't see it, but you can hear it. He put on his, on a, like on the wall, on the screen. Bonnie, before she dated me, dated this actor, Nathan something. He was on a, a series that lasted six years. He's like a 10, good looking. <laughs> Nathan, Nathaniel or Nathan, he's, he's on some big TV show. Yeah. So Bobby put a picture of him on the wall. He's, you know, a 10 and read off his credits. Castle, he was on some show called Castle for six years. Oh, Castle, Castle, yeah. yes. He was the star. Read off all his credits. He's worth about 25 million. Wow. And then Bobby read off my credits. 
Pocono Brewery. He wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have to watch this tonight, man. That sounds funny, bro. I have to watch. You it. will fucking not stop laughing. Because you know voice. everybody on it. You yeah. know. Oh, oh my wait, God. What's the search again? Search what? I, I... It's easy. It's Voss, V-O-S, Roast. It's on YouTube. Voss Roast. <laughs> on YouTube. V-O-S, Roast. God, that sounds good. Voss Roast. On YouTube for free. Because <laughs> Savia, Maya, know all these people. And we we were known, like our roasts at Boston were the best roasts. Oh, every my comic. oh my God. These roasts <laughs> were legendary. I mean, the one with you saying Patrice leans to the side to keep his car leveled. Oh my <laughs> God. I still think about that. <laughs> yeah, but when Ben Bailey went off on fucking Patrice. Oh, that was... <laughs> Nonstop. And then Keith came in and tried to ad lib a roast. He didn't write it all. He decided. He walked it. He bombed so bad. It was, it was legendary. How bad he did. You said that's the greatest kill bomb I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. You got you got to you got to see this roast. Oh man, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch well, it tonight. Man. You won't stop. Because I love the roasts, man. Those are one of the things that I felt was the strongest thing at Boston. Just watching you guys all together, just kill each other. That was when Greg <laughs> Giraldo, Greg Giraldo was alive. Oh. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was just incredible. Everyone was just. I gotta tell you, when you're feeling this, and anybody who like we're gonna be putting this out. Anybody, go to this roast because I know a lot of people are feeling absolutely horrible of what's going on in the world. And like literally this morning I woke up feeling, I, I never feel horrible. I felt horrible and like I needed this laugh. And you, you are always the best no matter where you're at to just make everybody just feel like, just crack up even well, if you want to. So I appreciate that. Well, listen, look at Steph woke up this morning talking. She was talking and now, are you making any movies now? Do you work in the film business still? Yeah. Yeah, we're Wait, Heather? working. Me? Heather. Heather. Oh, I call her Steph. Sorry. Heather, are you in the uh, film business? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we got- I'm, av- I'm available in November. Uh, <laughs> Maya brings you up all the time. She Who? Also, Maya talks about you a lot. Yeah, well, I think you could maybe write a sitcom about, you know, a... Uh, uh, a brother and sister are getting a little older in life and can't get it together. <laughs> Funny, because I was talking to, because I thought I was, uh, I was talking with, we were talking with Townsend about you numerous times. And he was just like, who is this guy? Because he keeps saying like, who do you think who has it? Who do you think's out there that has it? Like, that should be a superstar, superstar. Like, who else is in? I'm like, and I just, you are always rich. Oh, thank you. He's like, if you were who, on the sitcom, who would you have if you could give something? If you were going to do something like a special, like who would you get? I'd be like, rich. Everything's rich. Like, well, I absolutely talk about you, sure, man. So, yeah. well, all I want is somebody to keep the deer from eating my evergreen trees, and I'd be happy. Well, I car yeah. is in Jersey, so when this thing lifts, <laughs> and I, you're gonna, I'm gonna get you back into the cellar. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds, I would love it. Just, and Fel- Felicia's going to talk to Dave about getting you uh, down there well, when he that, does another. And no, <laughs> no, no, because then I'll end up going there and bombing so bad. Listen, you don't know. You put a little pressure and I fold like a cheap suit. <laughs> 
okay. Okay. By what I'll do is I'll drive by there one day and go up there when maybe two people are sitting out just enjoying a picnic and do their own private show. But I just, I can't, I can't handle the cameras. Oh, you would have handled it. You would have been fine up there. You would have loved it. You would have loved it, Rich, because it was, it was so many, it was just the comedy sort of camaraderie and just guys just being, you would have, you would have loved it. You would have loved it too, Maya. You would have loved it. I know how to shoot Rich Voss. I tell you, every single clip that I have on you, I know exactly how to shoot. Like that, like I said, when we started shooting jesters, my whole the whole reason why I started shooting jesters is because I wanted to film you. That was oh, thank you. the whole reason. So you just it's there's a you need a you need a straight just Rich Voss documentary. Just like somebody okay. follows you where you're comfortable and you forget that we're filming and you just keep going. That's what needs. And it, if you don't mind compliments and it's not too uncomfortable for you, you've gotten kind of creepy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep working on it. You know, there's still hope. Well, you know, here's the thing. The last time I saw Dave, I think maybe one other time or we did the Netflix 25 year reunion. Maya was there for, for Def Jam 25 year reunion. Uh, and oh, really? was on, do you remember when Dave was on stage with DL? Yes. And DL, DL, who's quick as fuck, could barely keep up with Dave. Yeah, you know. funny. Yeah. And DL is quick. But Dave was pow, pow, pow. They were just up there ad-libbing some shit. I mean, they were both funny. Don't get me wrong. But uh, that was that was a fucking fun night. It was Sounds like chance. a boxing match. No, it's interest, interesting. Dave has this um, amazing ability to, and I remember when, when I taped my Def Jam was the first time I ever saw some, a comic do that, which was stop the room and talk to the cameras. And, and, and my biggest goal when I did, because Dry Bar is like the first thing I taped at all since I've been back. But one thing I remembered is I kept thinking about, I, I literally thought about Dave. I was like, you could be, because before I taped Def Jam, I was crying in my dressing room. Before I taped anything else that I did, I cried before my, and I was like, either you could be a wuss or you could emulate how Dave or Tony would tape. And you just, you can fake being confident or you can play into the fear. And I, I remember that it was like the first time I was like, I'm going to address those cameras. That was my goal, literally. I'm going to talk to those cameras and I'm going to be, be calm enough to be like I was when I'm in a room when nobody else, when there are no cameras, you know? And so, and so like, it's, it's just all about everybody inspiring each other. But like I said, you know, you know when I was, I was taping a, a thing once, a special <laughs> for Comedy Central, one of the half hours. Yeah. And I kept fucking up my bit. I go, you know, I'm going to do that again. And I did it three <laughs> times because I know they're going to edit it anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to edit it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and the people in the audience actually went along with it because they saw now I'm human. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Let me do this. So they were with me, you know what I mean? They were with yeah. me, you know. Uh, and it's so weird. Whenever I, you do anything in this business, that's a reward. Like, you know, when we taped this HBO thing a couple of weeks ago or or anything, you know, the dry bar, you're a nervous fucking wreck and you're going, wait a second, this is a reward for all the hard work I've done. And yet now I'm a fucking wreck because I'm thinking this is where it all falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I piss myself. But this is, you know, after all these years uh, and then you go out and I'm sure you did this with dry bar. You told your first joke. It got a laugh. 
and then everything else is just a fucking cakewalk. It's a breeze. You know, leading up to it, the day be- the day of, the day before, you're like, oh, fuck, how am I going to fuck this up? And then <laughs> I think you walk out, you get the first laugh, and it's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's cake, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I just, like I said, I just always want to thank you for like, well, listen, and, and, and especially for your time for today. And just, I need the laugh. I just needed the laughs. And sometimes you don't, when you're a comedian, you're supposed to deliver the laughs. And then when you're around, you just make it like, it's just your friends hanging out. I Listen, you're like a sister to me. I've known you for so fucking long, you know, uh, you know, it's so weird that you don't see somebody for maybe 10 years and all of a sudden you see him it's like oh did i see you yesterday like <laughs> you know what i mean like when i saw yeah. you at the, at the reunion the death camp it's like oh shit i haven't seen her but it, it's it's like you still especially as comics or as friends you still have that common bond and you still it seems like you were just yesterday Aww. that you know what i mean you know yeah. masavia he he'll come into the into the cellar you know i'll go oh fuck did I just see him yesterday? But it was five fucking years ago or something. You know what I mean? No, that's why I always try to make stops down there, man. Because I know I, yeah. you know, just to, just to see faces, you know? Yeah, you just, yeah. Yeah. expect, you know, you're just, uh, you know, and plus, you know, you, you see the old crew and you just, God, I wish, you know, there's, we had so much fun. There's just so many great, great memories oh. from, especially Boston Comedy Club. That, did you, you know, did you uh, did you think they captured it a little bit with the show uh, when they had it the uh, the show on HBO? Uh, I didn't Jeff? I didn't uh, I didn't watch that once, only because the anger and resentment I had that they didn't <laughs> ask me to fucking do it. I I along with Patrice Norton Keith mm-hmm. were fucking pillars of that club. Right. We were one exactly. of the reasons that club was Boston Comedy Club, mm-hmm. along with Chappelle, Brewer, Maya. I can name, tw- you know, and right. all these fucking people. Maybe, they didn't even mention. They didn't even talk about. It. That's why I was. No, I was very... The only the only thing is Artie Lang brought up my name on one episode. He goes, "I'm at this roast and Rich Foss is beating me down," you know, but I didn't know. And I said this to one of the after. It was all done to one of the producers. I go, why the fuck was I never on, on the, and uh, you were brought up in meetings all the time, this and that. You know, they had me audition one time to play a 50-year-old heroin addict, and they gave it to some guy that was in Sopranos. But uh, I had, I'm not going to lie, I had too much fucking resentment to watch that yeah, show. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I, you know? I felt the same. I couldn't get through it because I felt like they missed a lot of things. Very cool. Asked me, remember, and you remember this because I was getting thrown out of the Boston because I was filming all the time. And I, they kept getting me kicked out of the Boston just from having the tape. Then Barry called me and said, we need some footage of the Boston. Can you give us to Because nobody shot back then. And I was the only person who had tapes. So I gave them, I gave them tapes because they couldn't scale it. And I knew the place, like the back, of, I knew from the floor to the, everything. So I helped them scale it, scale the set. Oh. And, but then they never, of course, but then I'm, you know, I'm, and then after that, I get the call from Barry. You should just quit, Maya. It's, it's too late for you. It's, it's over. Uh, he, uh, let me say something about Barry. Uh, <laughs> I forget. We, when we, our documentary came out, we, 
we were showing it for the first time at Caroline's and fucking it killed the reviews. And Barry wanted to be, he wanted to take over our documentary, whatever it was. I don't want to badmouth him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, but whatever. Uh, you know, I think I brought up because there's no reason, there's no reason, that, you know, to say anything negative about somebody when everything was positive. Barry, you know what? There was times uh, he helped me out, so I want to thank Barry. I don't remember those times, but I'm sure there were. <laughs> were. Times that Barry helped me out. And thank you for that. Uh, so I have nothing bad to say. About, I think I want to go to heaven with Rich's soul. I, I, <laughs> that's how I'm going to get in. I, mean, like, I was on Zoom with Rich. Does that count? Can I get yeah. the points off of that? Barry, those guys, though, like, I feel like an ex-boyfriend. Like, it's one of those bad relationships, but you still have this weird affection for them. Like, as a, like, you see them, you get excited, and then you're like, ah, let me get out of here before this gets ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember Patrice's bit where he would help the old lady with her luggage? And onto the sea god. See, I'm helping her. Please don't let this plane crash. Right? <laughs> and then the plane lands, and the lady goes, Can you help me? And he's like, Bitch, the plane landed. You're on your own. <laughs> oh, you know, listen, I got to run. I, I could do this for two hours, but I can get my daughter hot fries at 7 uh, Eleven. Yes. Uh, yes. Hey, what's the name of the Mooney documentary with you in it again? No, my. Uh, our documentary, Mooney's in our documentary, which I promise it's called Women Aren't Funny, but that documentary was, was on Netflix for two years. That's on iTunes, but that costs five bucks, which I'll, I'll send to you. That's called Women. It, it, it's a documentary with a beginning, middle, and the end. It's more of okay. a, it's a comedy documentary. Like my wife, direct, my wife's brilliant comic director. That's called Women Aren't Funny. It, Women yeah. aren't funny. Women aren't funny. Joan Rivers is in it. Uh, Paul Mooney, Patrice. I mean, the list goes on. Just like Maya had, Maya had fucking prior. I mean, I can't top that. I mean, we had Chris Rock, uh, but you had, you know, I mean, it. You know, the good thing about comics when other comics are doing something, comics will help you. You know, mm -hmm. I, I watched last night. Uh, Showtime's documentary on uh, on a comedy store. The first episode, and mm -hmm. fucking Letterman, Leno, everybody, Arsenio, Byron Allen, they're all doing this fucking documentary mm -hmm. uh, uh, about the comedy store. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it's Mike Binder who's who's made movies and a successful movie maker, uh, but comics will always help other comics out. They'll, they yeah. just do it. Yeah. Do it. You know, we said to Paul, you know, all Paul wanted was cab fare. Uh, <laughs> Paul, and this isn't a brag, I was walking down the street one day and I go to Paul, listen, I saw Paul. I go, I got this bit. I can't do it. You do it. And and the bit was, uh, uh, oh, Wayne, here's the bit I gave her. I go, Wayne Brady is so white he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> he turned that bit into the, that joke into the bit on the Chappelle show with Wayne Brady. Oh, really? Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and and wow. Paul's always given me credit for giving him that joke. He's always gave me credit, but that bit they did wow. with Wayne, Wayne Brady. Yeah, when Wayne Brady did the yeah yeah. yeah. Just walk wow. reaching Paul Mooney because I couldn't. That joke wouldn't work for me, but yeah. it would work for him. Uh, so comics always will help other comics. It, it yeah. nine out of ten times. Yeah, it, it, yeah. you know. That's uh, New York, the New York, especially New York comedians. There's such a camaraderie and family. Oh, oh easily, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's more. I said this. It it's more real than L. A. Is like oh. What can you know? How can this person help? What can they, you know what I mean? It's it, it, it New York it is, is a different, it, it is a community, man. It's like a you know, it's a community, it's a brotherhood, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. nice meeting you. Yeah, very, very you nice. Too. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad that I got to Bro, know you guys. Boss, it's great to see you, man. You too. Hope to see you again soon, man. All right, well, listen, watch the roast, watch the movie. Stephanie has something to say. What's that? It said uh, Stephanie I'm... has something to say, Heather. <laughs> Stephanie, listen, whatever you, get, whatever you can get out, you could email or blog, and I and I'm sure I'll read. I'll promise I'll read it. <laughs> listen, Stephanie, there's going to be so many other podcasts, and at some point you're going to go. This is the one I feel comfortable at. This is the one where I'm going to say, I am Stephanie. I am woman. Keep me strong. All right, you're going to start singing Helen Reddy. That's what you're going to do, Stephanie. I can feel it. I can see. You have nice teeth. Anyhow, <laughs> you know, listen, thank you. I'm sorry that I brought this to a dead halt. Hey, I man, I appreciate you, man. Thank say, you. Maya, say hi to Jamie for me, Masada. He, we, we shot some of the uh, women aren't funny at the Laugh Factory. He let us shoot there. Oh, that's great. I totally will. Oh, yeah, we have a good... Some, uh, two, a good scene from there where uh, uh, I accused Bonnie of uh, uh, having an affair with Dane Cook and at the poster, like it, it's right before she's going on it's really funny scene that's hilarious uh, anyhow yeah I, like, Jamie's such a nice guy he, yeah he, and, he, and yeah. when I go on there he, he comes in and he's watched me he sat down and I did some some pro-Jewish stuff and I went after some Arabs and he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it just for him. Well, he's been amazing. He's got the whole Black Lives Matter all over the walls and helping people protest outside and he's like oh, ending up. Yeah. I put a, a big Black Lives Matter sign on my front lawn. I did put my website on it, but I still put it on my front lawn. Did I use the cloak already? I didn't use that. Did I yet? Did I do it twice? Okay. Doing That's all right. You, you're trying it again though. I get you. I probably did it. I don't fucking know. But the day after the protest in our town, that sign came down. Anyhow, <laughs> no, <laughs> I put it up for, I put it up, you know, listen, whatever. I don't want to get into politics, but I'm, Sorry. I, I, I'm not happy with what's going on in politics right now. I'm not a big fan of what's going on, uh, you know, in, yeah. in Washington. And my, my joke, uh, Mike Cohen, the lawyer that wrote the book on Trump, yeah. He put, yeah, I'm going to go get your chips, relax. My, I, I, I roasted Trump, and at the roast, my joke, one of my jokes was the reason Trump's, the reason Trump puts his names on his buildings so the banks know which ones to take back. <laughs> and Michael Cohen, the lawyer, put it in his book and quoted my name. Oh, wow. What? 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. History. I'm just saying. That's cool right there, man. That's, that's... It feels like there should be checks and balances on Capitol Hill in the, in the uh, federal government. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah no, politics. Yeah. Hey, All right, Rich. All right. Well, listen, next time you guys see me, I'll be living in Canada. Um, <laughs> hey, and uh, listen, maybe you'll catch me when I'm in Ohio. Uh, listen, it was fun. Uh, Women aren't funny, Voss Roast. Maya, uh, so great that you got all those fucking views on Dry Bar. That's a fucking, that's amazing. Thank you. It's Thank amazing. You. I'm super great. Emma Savi, it's always good seeing you. What's you too, fuck? brother. It's like, please, it's like, it's like I, you know, like I saw you yesterday. You know, you look the same. Maya looks the same. Uh, Heather, Heather looks, uh, you know, Stephanie, Heather, whatever the fuck. Uh, anyhow, listen. I'm going to fucking end on a bad note. Felicia, give me a call. Anyhow, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. All right, man. I stay. Hey. God, I suck. <laughs> Goodbye. He's so awesome.